0: Welcome to the Magnify podcast. Magnify is a platform at the intersection of faith, feminism and fashion. During these episodes, we have conversations with dynamic individuals that we hope will leave you intrigued, inspired and informed. As a creative, how can you be committed to your job but keep your identity separate? Joining us on today's podcast is Nass Abraham, a multimedia visual artist. Nas has created content for companies such as Harvey Nichols and produced art installations across the globe. He's passionate about developing healthy environments for creators to flourish in and also runs a creative collective with his wife. Let's welcome Nas. So thank you, now so much for being here. It's great to have you. Thank you for um, me, yeah. So snapshot questions, which mm. are quick fire questions. <laughs> um, if you could have dinner with anyone, any creative, um, in the past or present, who would that be? Kanye. Oh, you, 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 you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been, I've been... And why would
1: that be? <laughs> um, Obvious question, but... <laughs> <laughs> I've just, you know, I've I've always identified with Kanye from, like, a very young age, kind of, like, understanding, like, from his music... Um, even when he went through his like crazy phase like I understood what he was trying to say and then but it's not a bias towards him it's just he's incredibly creative like to a level that people don't quite understand and like I know what in the the stages where he wasn't articulating himself properly I was like yeah I get what you're saying because you're in a position of power but people are see, labeling you as one thing, but you're actually able to do so many different things. You're multifaceted, yeah. um, but people don't want to give you that authority to do that, and so that creates that frustration there. And that's when it, he lashes out. Yeah. And so, and where he's at at the moment now that he's, you know, he's a Christian and he's seeing like he's he's like really submitted under God. It's like I think like you know I'd love to just have a chat with him and just get really kind of deep into the roots of creativity in general.
0: Amazing. And yeah. um, how do you switch off?
1: I switch off um, games. I'm a massive gamer. Massive. Oh gamer. wow!
0: Yeah. Massive, massive <laughs> I wasn't gamer. expecting that.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, I love it. I kind of grew up on games. It kind of goes hand in hand with creativity too. Um, it's like if you think about music, music is like one form of art form. Films is like visual and and music. Games is like playing visual and music. So it's like. It's more art forms together. I haven't done VR and all that stuff yet. That's going to be a whole nother thing. But yeah, switching off for me is games, just kind of immersing myself in the story that someone else has created too. And I love that stuff.
0: So my first question is, what was your childhood like and how did creativity play a role?
1: Oh, straight into the deep end. Cool. Um... I had I was one of the blessed ones to have a really good childhood. I had two older sisters, a mum, and a dad at home, so I basically had three mums and a dad, which was awesome.
0: Um, <laughs> How my brother describes me. <laughs>
1: there you go, you know the deal. Um, yeah, I had a great childhood. I think my parents, my parents really encouraged me from a young age to really just care about what I'm doing rather than rather than trying to shoot for the best grades and you know. Uh, put all this pressure on me to be like the best in school they just said be the best that you can be and put effort into everything that you do and that was like I mean what what more can you ask for do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean and that kind of gave me a good grounding for how the rest of my life went and for how you know I went throughout college and, and uni and everything so that was really good yeah I had a really smooth childhood
0: amazing and when did you discover that you were good um at creativity still discovering it now. <laughs> um, I, and maybe was there someone who kind of noticed that in you as well
1: um, yeah
0: well I
1: actually I was drawing from like the age of five whenever my parents would say to me like you know oh, just, oh, just go, go into the corner and do something you're <laughs> annoying us or whatever like in a nice way um, they'd usually just say just take a pen and paper like in church I wouldn't understand what the preacher was saying when I was five years old so they said yeah just take this pen and paper and just do a drawing oh wow and so I'd always just end up drawing just all the time, and I loved it. It was a form of, uh, it was a form of just expression at first. I wasn't really focusing on trying to make it look good, and then as time went on, I started to, you know, develop my skills a bit more. And then art teachers would take notice. And then there's a really amazing point where one art teacher in my in my high school said, you know, oh, she took me aside during break, and she was like there's an opportunity that we see in you that we want to try and take you to like an advanced art school oh wow and I was like oh can I go back and play now so I, didn't, I didn't take any notice of it whatsoever so I just you know scooted off and went to and play um, but that was like looking back on that there was you know a few people that had some faith in me from a young age which is really encouraging um, and yeah like I said my parents and my sisters were amazing they said look you're really good at this just just do it like go for it and so, yeah, thank God I was able to make a career out of that and throughout my career, you know, when there's early on in my career, when there's been people who have said, we just trust what you're doing and we trust in your ability. So just here's some money, here's some budget, just go nuts with it. So, yeah, it's been it's been really, really interesting.
0: Amazing. Um, and in your creative role, what do you do? And what does that entail?
1: Um so it's kind of shifted for, from maybe about five years ago. So I started off as uh, a graphic artist and an illustrator, a fashion illustrator. And then, so that was me as a freelancer making like drawing images and, and drawing things and taking my own reference imagery. And then I discovered through taking those reference images that I, I just loved photography and I loved, you know, layout and graphic design and branding. I loved all of that. And so it kind of developed into me just understanding that, oh, I actually love all types of visual here. Then all of a sudden, you know, I just thought to myself, I don't want to be tied down to just one label and one uh, avenue of creativity. I want to do something that encompasses all of it and encapsulates all of the different types of uh, creative fields. So I rebranded myself as a visual artist, which is just quite a broad term. Um, so I've been freelancing for the past five years, um, but now I'm kind of taking... We're, 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 me and my wife is slightly changing direction now we're actually going to be more of a director of more directors of uh, like a creative collective Amazing. so we started that um, about four it was about four months ago and that was just purely out of the fact that God said right it's time to start thinking about a collective now rather than you doing this yourself and all of a sudden we've got like you know a huge team that are freelancers that we are just sending out in different jobs quite regularly and, and the jobs have also increased in scale somehow as well. So I'm just grateful for that. Amazing.
0: Um, I was listening to Kanye recently when he was speaking at church and he was saying that he has a desire that once again, the best creatives and producers will um, know God and create art from a place of knowing their creator. Um, But I think that's often juxtaposed with the view that religion and Christianity constrains people. How would you say that creativity and freedom and your faith has interlinked?
1: as if you know that God is the creator and that he is towards life and he is for life then everything that you can that you create is creating confidence that if you're walking with him anyway that everything that you're creating is towards life as well so I think that I totally agree with Kanye. I think if you know who your creator is, it's like if you know where your roots are, if you know your history, if you know your where you're from, you know your identity and you know how you were made and how you were fearfully and wonderfully made and all those things. If you know those things and you have that foundation, then what you create from that place is going to be beneficial for the world. And so that's kind of my basis for kind of understanding that actually I do have... I do have a, I do have a purpose. I do have a a reason to create, and I was thinking about this on the way here as well. Is that traditionally in the church, I think creativity has just been like sidelined into a just a bubble or just a sphere of like, oh yeah, you're a creative, so you know you do your creative thing, while well, the rest of us will just push things forward. <laughs> and it's like, oh, hold on, um, and so it's been it's been really been really interesting to see how the church has. Um, and obviously when I say church, I mean the people have kind of developed their mindset mm. towards um, the importance of creativity and the, por- the importance of the arts and the visual arts and the performance arts and all those different types. Um, and I've got to thank places like Hillsong for you know really encouraging that side as well. Mm. And I love what you guys do in Magnify as well. It's, there's a, there's an excellence there in the visual side of it. And that's what, that's what I, I think just elevates things to a certain level Um, and it's not to do with how fancy something looks or how whatever it's just there's a degree of consideration that's been put into into good design and you know if you everybody you know traditionally everyone would think oh designer that's a creative job and everything but everything you buy everything you look at especially in a city has been designed by a designer (laughs) so there is like design permeates through literally everything everything that you see Um, I think when you start to realize, when you start to look at it, like from that perspective, you start to see how important design is to our, to our daily life. So, so yeah. And I I love, I love the fact that the church is starting to really encourage creatives, not in just visual spheres, but in all different types of spheres to use their gifting to start bringing things
0: forward. Amazing. Um, So I love being a creative. I guess one thing I struggle with is when you create, you put so much of who you are into Mm -hmm. your work, which is partly what makes it great. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you receive negative feedback, that can also be a challenge because it feels very personal Mm -hmm. to you. Um, I don't know that if I were working with spreadsheets, I would feel (laughs) so deeply affected. (laughs) Um, But how do you kind of wrestle with the question of, your identity in your faith and your relationship with God but also being a creative putting you all into your work love it okay <laughs>
1: um yeah that's been a that's been a really interesting journey God taking me through that because that like you said where did you, I, you kind of start um then? I think it's more I think it's more like understanding that what you create and your profession and your um and you as an artist, the title that you have, that isn't actually your identity. Your purpose and your gifting is different from your identity. And I think if you confuse the two, you can get into a lot of trouble because a lot of how society is, con- is constructed is based on... Or a lot of how these industries are constructed is based on people's opinions. And you can never please everybody, right? And I think we've probably all gone through like phases of people pleasing and that's the problem with understanding that your identity uh getting wrapped up in in the fact that your identity is not in your profession you know you can sometimes feel like it is um for me it kind of started when I guess I I started to I started to believe that everything that I do is me and that if I'm doing it, then that is, that is me. And that is, you know, I am this artist. I am this visual artist. That is who I am. And then that starts to get really destructive, especially with the rise of Instagram. When you start to put your work up online, it's like, you know, that one got 20 likes and then a picture of something stupid gets like 300. What's going on here? Spent days on this. It's it's horrible. So then I start to understand it's not the amount of It's not the amount that people respond to your work. It's not the amount that people respond to you full stop that dictates how you should feel about yourself. It's first of all who God says you are, Mm -hmm. and with that revelation came all sorts of freedom, all sorts of liberation from the pressures of performing, the pressures of the pressures of being perfect and a degree of perfection which we can never actually reach, Mm -hmm. but because of God we're made perfect in his eyes and that is the only approval you'll ever really need and so when I understood that that was that just kind of it when I when God really took me through that that route that process of understanding that and uprooting all the things that that I'd been that I'd gathered from you know people I look up to or you know just stuff that you hear in conversations. It just transformed everything for me, and that's when I was able to really move boldly and confidently in everything that I decided to do. Because mm. traditionally, you would hear, "Oh, as a creative, you can't dip into." Uh, if you're a photographer, you can't do videography. If you're a videographer, you can't do animation. Well, it's like, "Well, I do it all because I because I wanted to and <laughs> yeah. I love it, and I've been equipped to be able to do that." Yeah. So, and I encourage everybody to do that as well. If you if that's something that you want to. That you want to experiment with, if there's a visual field you want to experiment with or just an artistic field, do it. I mean, I've done music production before, right? Like, what's a visual artist doing music production or a photographer doing music production? It doesn't make sense. But that's, but again, when you have that, when your identity isn't in your title, mm-hmm. you are then understanding that, right? You're, you're looking at how God has made you individually and how, that, how you as an individual can benefit society and the community and the world and it starts to change things from internally so yeah that's that's my kind of revelation on that
0: amazing um you've spoken a lot about mindset and I know speaking to a lot of creatives partly you're always thinking of ideas how do you kind of keep your thoughts in check and also rest mentally um because that is a weight that a lot of creatives feel or carry oh yeah
1: (laughs) oh yeah um yeah mindset is a mindset is a really is, is key is, is the most important thing for everything um, I was just speaking to my friend recently about um, the idea of capacity and you know actually we sometimes put mental limiters on ourselves because of for whatever reason and so you know we it's down to how you think and there's that Proverbs verse I think it's 27.3 that says um, you know, as a man thinks so is he and it's like if you think you are that way then you are going to be that way if you think you are ill if you think everything's bad if you think everything's going to turn out badly then it probably will because you're thinking like that and so mindset as a creative i think or as a creator you should we should be in a place of first of all seeing the world as it hasn't been done yet so therefore we can do it or just because someone else has done it doesn't mean that that's how my life is going to be written or you know there's just new ways to invent things constantly there's no set way of doing things um apart from in my what i believe the bible says to do it and that's because that's the safest way and that's the only way that's going to bring like actual life and and light to people rest is a funny one especially when you're freelance you can fall into the trap of there's always more to do or there's always more that I can improve myself on there's always more skills to learn there's always more you can you can do I always joke with my wife you know I say like I like sleep but I but staying awake is more fun (laughs) but that's not that's what I'm trying to actually move away from especially since we're having little baby girls so I don't want to I'm going to eat those words very very soon Um, but like those but resting sabbath is very very important like having that time out to just remove yourself from from how insanely busy everything is, is really important. And I'm still trying to master that It's something I haven't fully got down yet. But, you know, my wife is like, look, we've got to spend time together. You're working all the time. Like, let's like, just take some time out. So even if something as small as just saying like, right on Saturdays, that's going to be our day. And what we choose to do on that Saturday, we might decide to go out, we might decide to stay at home. Either way, it's like spending that time out to focus on recharging and re-energizing. We don't go, like, we don't travel that often. Um, I mean, when there's cool jobs to do abroad, then, you know, we, we have a nice little holiday then as well. But um, we tend to, we're just we're very home people. So we, we love just staying at home, just spending time in each other's company. Um... But you, but what I've also discovered is you've got to find ways to rest in ways that you actually receive rest yeah. right um, and that could take loads of different ways if that's you going out and exploring and, and you know having fun with friends and that's you if that's you staying at home and watching Netflix or doing whatever that's that's you mm. so there's no again it goes back to the mindset like there's no one way of doing things there's a lot of different ways that you can actually rest yourself so I'm still trying to I know what helps me rest and Bex is my wife is so amazing with kind of accommodating that as well so but I'm trying to get like a good balance especially because we're transitioning I'm transitioning to more of a director role than me as just an artist now so rest is going to be really really important Special when baby girl comes. Yeah.
0: To the border, so, because <laughs> I think what I'm learning about rest and talking to a few friends who are creatives is actually being able to be present in the moment of rest. Because um, I know for me, sometimes I switch on Netflix and be like, I want to chill. But then I've watched like two episodes or something, and I can't actually remember anything oh, that's, that's happened because I'm still kind of. Thinking, oh, I've got loads of emails to answer, loads of work yeah. to do. So I think I'm also on a journey to be present in the moment of rest. My next question is What have been some of the highlights of your career today and some of the challenges? Highlights of my career. Um, cool projects that you've worked on, or really yeah. unexpected things.
1: So I always go back to, uh, I think it was 2016, um, the Harvey Nichols project I did. So they just launched, at the time, they just launched their, their menswear section downstairs and I'd had some really cool projects in my freelance career before then um, but nothing quite as big and I remember one of the women on the team on the social media team she got in touch um, through I think just email and she said yeah you know we've seen your work around we'd love to have a chat with you about a project we've got coming up I was like oh wow Harvey it's amazing um, sorry Harvey Nichols I keep yeah. short <laughs> um, and so she got in touch and then we had a meeting and you know, she said we just we just love what you do. We'd love for you to just take the product, take the products in the menswear section, and just do something with it. I was like, okay, cool. So you don't want me to do this, and you know, maybe I should do this. She's like, no, no, no just do what you want with it. Wow. And I'm like, and here's a bunch of money to do it. And I was like, wait, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Hold on, wait, what's going on? And that was my first kind of introduction to how bigger, bigger scaled projects um, go. And so that was. I love that because that was also that meant a lot to me as well because that was a that was someone who that was the first time someone had shown like real uh, faith in me and my ability and then they trusted me enough with that amount of money to do something really cool with it and um, I got signed to a, like one of the biggest agencies in the world um, end of like year before last um, and that was that was amazing yeah. they you know we've parted ways now you know it's, it, it's amazing but that was also like a, a real blessing because I wasn't looking for anything yeah. and I wasn't putting my stuff out at all. In fact, my social was just my social media was terrible, yeah. and they still found me and they said, you know, we'd love to you know, push you forward. Um, and we had a great time while we were there as well, and um, that was a huge compliment. Yeah. And I think some of the challenges, I think some of the challenges have been, you know, stuff like typical stuff that freelancers get like um, you know getting paid on time and and cash flow and all that kind of stuff which by the way if anybody has the solution to the you know the freelance getting paid thing on time you win if you you can solve that you win Um, so stuff like stuff like that and also kind of managing managing expectations from myself and managing expectations from other people who I'm working with as well there's you can walk in thinking that a project will be like this and then it, it's not. And then, well, you think that a client who's just been really, really friendly mm. with you over the past, like, however long to get you to do the work is, like, you know, really friendly and then all of a sudden, <laughs> like, something changes and then they're not. And it's like, oh, wait, but I'm asking for payment now and you've kind of gone off the radar. <laughs> <laughs> the radar what's going on? Um, stuff like that, like, really small things. But there's also been a lot of internal um, development. Yeah. I should say that you know i was much younger when i started out the freelance game and just how much god has really taken me on such an amazing journey of just understanding different things throughout this time um yeah it's been it's been amazing and again that people pleasing thing is really really important Mm -hmm. understanding like how to how to actually work with clients and how to get the clients and how to um you know perform well but not people please and like learning the difference between the two and not bending over backwards to make sure the client is happy and then you're destroying yourself stuff like that and time management all that kind of stuff um yeah i think that's kind of been the biggest challenge for me and
0: being in this industry and projects that you've been offered have there been any times where you felt that a project or work that you were doing compromises your values Mm. and maybe if you said no to that or you've kind of found out halfway how have you dealt with that
1: yeah, there was something that came up last year. I mean, there's been a few things, yeah. like a few things that, um, you know, if it's if it's overly dark or if it's overly got if it's got some weird kind of um, feeling to it, of like I feel like it doesn't quite agree with with what I'm about, then or my faith, then I'll, I'll say no to yeah. it. Um, and there was something that came up last year where um, it was working with a brand and they wanted me to do a, sp- a specific type of um, shoot. And it was really tricky because it was a really big company, and um, it would have meant that I would have been able to do loads of other stuff from that point on. And I just couldn't do it. It was something that just I just felt like I couldn't. It, it wasn't something that aligned with what I believe. And so I had to say no. And I think, and it's really, it's really, really good that you're speaking about this because integrity in. Like integrity, I would define as the things that you do when nobody's watching, yeah. right? It's the, the values that you stick to when nobody is checking you on them. Yeah. And for me, integrity is massively important if you're going to say something and do the opposite. It's just, you know, what's the point? Like, where, where are your values? What values do you have? Yeah. And so I think it's really important to, even though the best, shiniest, um, opportunity might come your way, especially
0: if it, as a freelancer, lucrative exactly, one as well. Exactly,
1: exactly. The temptation there is there, but if your v- values don't align with it, then you will end up doing all sorts, right? And you know, I love the fact that I didn't bend to what the company did at that time because the amount of things that came from that conversation afterwards, or from just things afterwards, and all, all the like the strength that I felt from saying no to something so big. The reward for that was massive, wow. probably way bigger than it would have been if I'd actually gotten yeah. like taken that job. So, I'm I'm, I'm grateful for, uh, and again, that goes back to the previous questions. I was saying It's like you know, it goes back to my identity. It's like because I knew who I was, mm. and because I'm um, I'm solid in my understanding of who God has made me to be, I didn't feel, I didn't. F- had this lasting feeling of like, oh, what have I done? I've just, you know, I've messed up my career and, oh, this is it for me. <laughs> oh, like, I didn't have that feeling yet. Yeah. It was like, it kind of came in for, for a second, like, okay, this could be, this could have mm. a really bad detrimental effect to me. But at the same time, it's like, I know who I am. And I know who I serve. So it's like, it's not a big deal.
0: Other things will come and other things did come. So it's great. Amazing. Um, what does excellence mean to you? Ooh. Um
1: excellence for me excellence for me is a is a standard is an internal standard I would say Um, you can have there's loads of different degrees of excellence it's like asking people what do you think luxury is right you know traditionally we think luxury is the Louis Vuittons and the Gucci's and everything like that and they are still classed as luxury brands but the definition of luxury is being shifted and it kind of varies between people. Now people is like, I would define luxury as things that other people can't really get. Mm. So it's something that like a one-off piece or like an art piece, so it's, you know, stuff like that. Um, or an experience that only certain people can have, but you can have that in, in really impoverished areas as well. Um, so it's similar with excellence as well. Excellence is not necessarily defined by by the masses, by society. Excellence is what is very closely linked to integrity as well, which is you are doing the best that you can do. And the way that we will be running our team is saying that, look, you know, you've know, you presented this and it might not be up to scratch. I believe that you can do better if you actually spend more time thinking about it and just assessing it and, and just going back over it and, and assessing it and going back over it. Um, not to the point where you're being a perfectionist, yeah. I don't think that perfectionism is actually healthy. I don't think I think it's very damaging. Or attainable. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but there is a degree of excellence that I feel like everybody is capable of, and that's not down to what my definition of it, of it is. But I think, especially in the visual field, you can see it when someone has performed excellently. There's a reason why. The biggest films in the world are doing the best. There's a reason why, uh, you know, the best publications are doing the best. And I think that's what—that's kind of how I would define excellence. Is like pushing beyond your your understanding of what you're capable of, and going and just going that little bit further. And that's what I've applied to every project that I've done. I can't present something that I don't think that I don't think is excellent mm-hmm. because excellence is for me is an internal definition. And I know if I give you if I give you a, a piece of artwork um and it's not something that I if it's not something that I think is is excellent enough, I know that I haven't performed to my to my best, I'm not gonna give it to you. I'm actually gonna spend I would rather spend that night doing that work and getting it up to scratch because that's my integrity there. Um, obviously trying to not do that these days because you're trying to progress uh, time management and that Um, but that's really important to me really really important so I think excellence and integrity are like very very closely linked and if you have the integrity there which is also linked to your values then you will achieve excellence
0: so yeah amazing Um, what would you like to see change in your industry? oh yeah many things
1: many things I think I would love to see a lot of things change. Um, I think primarily, primarily seeing creators paid properly and being honoured and recognised for their work. I would also love to see like ego removed, because ego I think is one of the most damaging things to creativity. Because once ego gets into the into the room it starts to be about me and oh how how can I how good am I feeling and how good can am I doing and how good am I looking or how good am I looking and that is such a such a uh, destructive thing for the collective vision so I think an understanding that ego doesn't have a place in the work in the workplace and that I think extends across every different industry there's a difference between authority and ego you you need to have authority in especially if you're in a director role as well the ideas are coming from you and you're the one with the with the vision so you need to be able to keep that together um but ego is something where it's all about you know how well can other people make me uh make me look good um how good can i look in front of other people um so yeah, I think that's my my biggest thing, and in in my company as well, the way that I, whenever I feedback to like our our freelancers, it's always coming from a place of how can we push this forward, not how can we push me forward. I'm yeah. trying my hardest to do that because once that gets in, it starts to really cause havoc. I think also like real healing going on in the industry too. I think there's been a lot of people who have made pushes to repair damages that have gone that have happened within the industry which has been amazing and there's been a lot of really good things that have come out of that i won't go into specifics but i think true true love for one another in this field like a lack of competition but actually really working together and london's got a great collaborative spirit um but i think more more freedom with information more like willingness just to kind of pull each other up and just to, just to help each other out um you know i love it when i get dms from random people being like hey can you just give me some advice like i don't know if you're too busy whatever like you probably are but i just love i'd be like you know what i'm gonna give you every piece of advice yeah. i could ever <laughs> give you because like that's because uh, i really believe in that and, and people have done that to me as well yeah. before they've been so free with information. And when you're free with information, you just have no idea what that person can go and do with it, like what amazing things they can go and do. You may have equipped that person to go and succeed because of that, that extra time you spent. So, yeah, so I was, so I, I, and I have to try and lead by example as well. And I've had people message me and they say, like, I wasn't expecting that. Like, you know, thanks for spending like, like paragraphs. It's like, I'm getting into that because <laughs> you asked me, I'm going to provide you with everything I know. So, and I love that stuff. Yeah, I think those are the kind of things I'd like to see too
0: Amazing and last question over the next five years what's the impact you hope your collective will make in the industry positive impact
1: is allowing individuals with skills to really understand that they can they can do it they can really make a living off of what they're they're doing Mm -hmm. by just thinking slightly different and I'm a really big believer in if you get your mindset right then you can make anything happen. Um, And I think, and I I would love to be able to have the company that people like freelancers look at and say, I want to be a part of that because we actually want to start doing a mentoring program in our company too where we're getting younger people in and then other people, the ones that are interested in building their own thing, we want to really push that, really, really push them and equip them with the right tools and the right mindset. That's what happened to me at my church. They said, it changed from um, this is going to be really hard for me to do so I should, probably shouldn't think yeah. about it to, well, no, you definitely can do this. Yeah. You definitely can do this. And it's like, oh, maybe I can do this. Yeah. And then, So it starts to shift things in your mind and all of a sudden I am doing it. Yeah. And that's because someone told me in the beginning the impact that I want Sense of Sync, which is yeah. the agency of the creative house, um, I want that. I want people to really understand our journey and the people and the individual's journey in the team as well and understand that they did it like this or they started from this, that means I can too regardless of circumstance, regardless of um, background regardless of financial status or anything like that if I think about it properly, if I'm proactive if I apply creativity to more than just my artwork to my marketing and to uh, to my strategy and to my approach then I can do something that hasn't been seen before and then I can create an impact and I can get a job and I can sorry I can get uh make a living off of this and I can provide service I can add value to people that's how I want people to start thinking so yeah I hope we
0: have that impact in less than 5 years actually that'd be great amazing so you've spoken a little bit about your faith so what does faith mean to you and how did you come to having a personal faith oh
1: um again my parents my parents were amazing mm. in bringing me up in in the faith they brought me up in in relationship with God and not in church. Well, they did bring me up in church, but not in, make, in in saying that church is God, but actually God is God and you have a relationship with God first. And I think they've done such an amazing job with that because even through times where I've just drifted away from church because I didn't necessarily agree with some things that churches were doing, I still had a relationship with God and God in, in his mercy brought me all the way back to like a really good church and now like you know we've got a really good um church family and community and stuff which is awesome. Um but faith to me um faith is connection with the creator and as a creative um and I say it with um, speech marks because it's such a common term <laughs> that's sure. just thrown around when corporate well, creators
0: um <laughs>
1: Yeah, so that's a bugbear. Anyway, um, yeah. So as a creative, I, you know, I actually believe that God has given us a certain degree of His creativity as well. Everybody, not just people who are in the creative sphere, but He's given us a degree of His creativity. He's, he's we're made in His image, and so I believe that there's a there's a degree of creativity within all of us, and um, that is such like a, a beautiful thing to see us like how we're mirrored in God's image with.
0: Aspects of those kind of creative elements. So, yeah, yeah, amazing. And lastly, best piece of advice you've ever received:
1: be so good they can't say no.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, I think to that's the point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <she's laughs> the point. It just get that's the, I I love that. Yeah. It just says it all. It's like be so good they can't say no. So, if you are the best that you can be, and then better <laughs> yeah. because you've been thinking about it more, then nobody's going to turn you down. Yeah. And that's been proven time and time again. Like, I know that I can be satisfied with some with a piece of work that I've created, yeah. but I also know that I'm capable of pushing it just that little bit further. Yeah. And when I do, I'm seeing the results of it. And that's the same with everybody in every single sphere ever. Um, no, not to the point where you damage yourself. I'm not about that at all. And I really don't believe you should do that whatsoever. But I think if you spend that bit of extra time... Yeah, one of the most disappointing things that I hear from other creators is oh that's all I that's all I can do and it's like is it though? <laughs> with the resources that we have readily available to us and with, with your understanding as an artist as a creator is that all you can do? I don't believe that and I never took that on myself either, I never took that mindset for myself, I always believed actually there's more that I can do and again, sorry, to bring it all the way back to the identity thing, that's not coming from a place of I'm not good enough. That's really important to understand the difference between the two. Because one of them is destructive and one of them is leading towards a place of self-loathing and like, oh, I'm not good enough, so therefore I have to keep doing things until I'm good enough. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about I am good enough. But as the Bible says, you know, um, there's there's two verses that I'm reminded of and I can't remember where they are, but it's, um, do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand amongst kings and not amongst obscure men. It's like he will stand amongst kings, right? Before kings. So where do you want to stand before? Like weird men or kings, right? <laughs> I know where i want to stand. So it's like if you're skillful in your work and being skillful means to develop your skills and to continually develop them, then you will stand amongst the kings, right? And you can have influence there. So it's not coming from a place of self loathing. It's not coming from a place of I'm not good enough. It's coming from a place of I am good enough, but there's room to improve and there's room to be even better and there's room to push myself further and to get an even better result. And I hope I don't ever lose that mindset mm-hmm. because that's been what's taken me to this place. And I believe that God's put that in me to also encourage others to do the same too um so yeah
0: amazing thank you so much it's been great to have you thank you for having me no problem thanks so much for joining us for this episode don't forget to subscribe and if you know anyone who might benefit from this go ahead and share this with them also don't forget to rate and review it really helps us out see you next time